Hello, this is Rob Lott. And this is Laura Tolan. And you're listening to Health Affairs This Week, a regular conversation between editors at Health Affairs talking about the latest and uh, most interesting and timely news in health policy. Um, so, Laura, I thought I'd start by welcoming you to Thank the you. podcast. I know this is your first time uh, joining us, and uh, we're thrilled to, to have you here. Uh, you and I work regularly on the health affairs uh, policy briefs, um, but I know um, another um, significant project on your uh, portfolio is the uh, Considering Health Spending Project. And uh, I, I know that last week the project recently launched a new landing page, and I thought that might be a good opportunity for us to check in and find out a little more about the project and what you've been up to lately. Uh, before I get into too many details about what the initiative is about, I definitely want to make sure that we um, thank thank the funders that have made it possible for us to to create this new landing page and are supporting a lot of this work. And that is the National Pharmaceutical Council and Anthem Inc. So very appreciative of their support to to be able to bring you this new resource. So yeah, last week we launched um, a new landing page and also a newsletter for what we call the Considering Health Spending Initiative. And it what it is really is a is a focal point for a topic that has been very important to health affairs since we launched 40 years ago, which is um, research about how much does the U.S. spend on healthcare, which at this point is about a fifth of the economy, which is also double what it was probably the first time somebody said it was a crisis. So how much do we spend on healthcare? What do we get for our money? And how might we spend that, uh, change the spending tra trajectory? Um, and those have been, as I said, topics that have occupied health affairs since day one. With our new landing page, what we've done is created kind of a one-stop shop for researchers um, and bloggers, and uh, we've created also some opportunities to interact for people to engage with the topics that kind of fit under under that heading. So there's, there's journal articles, there's blogs, we've launched a LinkedIn group. Um, there is also the Council on Healthcare Spending and Value, which is something that I hope we can do another podcast on at some later date. Um, it's, a, it's a very interesting project that we've got going too. But so yeah, it's a whole range of, of work that fits within this this topic. It's broad, but really it, um, all of it tries to kind of answer the questions of, do we spend too much on healthcare? And if we do, what would we know about it? Or what would we do about it? Great. So those are pretty big questions, but I know you've been working on this for a while, Laura. So I assume you've got it all figured out, right? Uh, so let me ask you, give us a definitive answer. What's the, <laughs> the, the, what's the ultimate solution? Do we spend too much money on healthcare? That is the question. Um, and the answer is, I, I don't know. We don't have an answer. The answer is 42. <laughs> uh, to answer that kind of a question, first you, there's, you have to answer other questions first. And what a really important one is, do we spend too much in comparison to what? So um, an important theme in considering health spending and in the research that you'll find under this landing page has been international comparisons. So that's one yardstick that we use to determine if, if we spend too much or if we're an outlier in some way. Um, that work looks at both um, total spending, comparing um, U.S. to other countries, as well as the components of total spending, which are things like prices, use, technology changes, differences in efficiency, payment policy, administrative expenses. There's a lot that goes into what ultimately is your total spending. 
Um, so we've had quite a bit of work looking at that from an international um, perspective. One of my um, favorite papers, and it's fairly recent in this area, international comparison was by Irene Papa Nicholas and colleagues. Um, and they asked whether high healthcare spending in the U.S. can be explained by low social care spending. So are we spending more on healthcare because we're underinvesting in education and jails and whatever else it might be? Um, so it's a fascinating paper. The answer essentially was no, that is not the explanation. <laughs> so again, I don't have an answer for you, but um, I, that, that is the kind of work that we um, see a lot of in the uh, considering health spending. Great. So I know we'll throw that paper into the uh, show notes for, so listeners can check it out probably with a few others. Um, so you mentioned international comparison. Uh, does the project also look at various forms of domestic or, or within country comparisons as well? Yeah, definitely. Um, and that's possibly a bigger piece. That's another yardstick to determine whether you have something that's um, out of the norm. You look at within country um, variation. Um, and so there's a whole body of research here um, that looks at both total spending variation across the country, um, as well as, again, variation in those kind of components that, I'm that I was talking about, like prices or utilization. Also, I should mention that, you know, Health Affairs is, of course, not the only journal that publishes this kind of work. What? I know. I know. It's hard to believe. Um, there's a lot of great stuff out there. So, um, But th this is where we have pulled together our, our authors' work on this, and we... Um, we're, we're proud of the work that they have done. Um, For sure. So along those lines, um, a, a really interesting paper that we published on the within-country comparison was by Zach Cooper and his colleagues in 2019. They had done previous work, which was, alas, not in health affairs, but it was a very well-received article that documented massive variation in prices for hospitals in the commercial sector across the United States. So the paper that he and his colleagues published with us um, in 2019 built on that and didn't just look at variation in prices and in total spending, but they also looked at variation in spending growth, um, which was which is another really important way, um, you know, to look at where there may be um, an, a problem or that we would want to address from a policy perspective. That kind of work, just documenting the variation and the variation in growth kind of sets the stage for then additional research, which tries to parse out what is contributing to those differences? And that's the really, the, those are the key questions. If we can understand what's contributing to the differences, we can start thinking about what might we do about it. Great. So uh, maybe we should take just a, a step back. I know when we talk about health spending, it's often sort of referred to in the context of what are we going to do about it? And almost in this sort of like, this is a problem that needs to be solved. But I guess the question that I'm thinking about is, if there is this outlier spending or, or spending growth compared to a norm um, that we care about, is that okay? Uh, is it possible that maybe the spending is worth it? Yeah. So that is another really um, important question and a big piece of, of, you know, the consider what falls under the considering health spending um, umbrella. It's about spending effectiveness. So to the extent that increased spending or outlier spending or growth is driven by more advanced technology. And it is, in some cases, we, there's been some research that shows that that is a really important factor. It is not always, but sometimes it is. Then the question would be, well, you know, as you said, is that okay? And what are we getting for that increased technology? Are we living longer and better? So it's this whole area of cost-effectiveness analysis. Now, obviously, we publish a lot of work on cost-effectiveness analysis in the journal, and there's a lot published elsewhere. The papers that fall under the considering health spending um, 
again, umbrella, for lack of a better word, kind of tend to look at cost effectiveness at a really high level, like writ large. And one of these that came out recently, um, again, really, I I found them all interesting, but I, I would hope our readers would check out this paper by David Womble and colleagues, and we will put it in the notes for this podcast, um, where they looked at um, increased spending on medical interventions for seven uh, really common chronic conditions in the U.S. over 20 years to determine if that overall spending on those conditions was essentially a good investment. Um, And not surprising, they found that there was quite a bit of variation in in the answer to that question. So in some cases, you know, yes, it really was worth it. And it was something, you know, but, and in some cases it wasn't. So what they, where they landed was that we need some disease specific spending approaches. Great. And I know, I mean, this is a potentially thorny topic because something that might be worth it to one person might not be worth it to another or something that might be worth it to an individual might not be worth it to a, a group or a or broader um, entity. And so I can imagine that just kind of asking those questions can uh, raise a lot of additional questions um, that are difficult to answer. But let me sort of take it to the next step then. If we've just determined basically that um, maybe spending or growth is not linked to value, what do we do about it? Um, you know, how do you moderate spending in those instances where we don't think it's worth it? Again, great question. Um, another really hard question to which I do not have the answer. But yeah, so this is, again, some of the most interesting work that we publish and we will continue um, with new ideas coming in this area. And also, incidentally, this is the question that is that is put before the Health Affairs Council on Healthcare Spending and Value. They have actually really been asked to to answer that question. So we'll we'll have a we'll have a future podcast where we can talk about that work. We have published a number of papers in, in the journal and there there have been some blog pieces too that, that focus on um, mechanisms that we might use to reduce overall spending and in particular to moderate prices. There's been quite a focus on on prices because that is prices are one of the components of overall spending that really stands out as incredibly varied and not necessarily tied to any kind of quality. Um, so it, I don't mean to say that it's the only issue that's been a focus, but it, it has been a big focus in considering health spending. So uh, Michael Guzmano and colleagues in a paper, again, that we published recently, looked at, in, in thinking about, well, how, how can you reduce overall spending and prices? Uh, they looked to France, Germany, and Japan, which are three countries that still have a, that have a fee-for-service payment system like we do. Um, and they described how in that country, payers and physicians engage in kind of structured fee negotiations and standardized prices, um, even while uh, relying on fee-for-service. And they talk about, well, you know, what are, are there some lessons for the U.S.? Um, what, what might be the implications of that? Wow. So some interesting questions, Laura. I have to say I'm a little disappointed you haven't solved the problem of health spending, but I, I am glad that you're uh, <laughs> looking into these questions. And um, it really is interesting and um, a lot of great research uh, coming out of this project. So thank you for um, your work on this and your collaboration with um, a lot of wonderful uh, researchers as well. Before we wrap up, maybe you can say a little bit about what's next for the project and maybe what our listeners can do if they want to learn more. I mean, as for what's next, more of the same. I mean, these these are questions that they just keep giving. So um, continued work in all of the areas I mentioned, as I said, it's broad. And I really want to encourage our, our readers to check out the, um, the the Considering Health Spending page and you know see, see what all is there. 
Um, there's also an opportunity now. We have launched a monthly newsletter that is going to be kind of a roundup of what happened in this area in health affairs in the in the last month. So I really would encourage people to sign up for that. Um, to do that, you just need to go to our homepage, and uh, you'll see the you'll see the links there. We also have launched a LinkedIn group um, called Considering Health Spending, which gives people opportunity to have some more focused interaction. Um, and again. If you go to uh, the Health Affairs website, you'll see the links um, for all of that. And I would really encourage you to do that. Awesome. So lots to come. Thanks so much, Laura. Um, I'll encourage listeners also to look for links to a bunch of the papers we mentioned today in the show notes. And uh, encourage folks to leave a review, subscribe to the podcast, recommend it to a friend. And of course, uh, tune in next week. Laura, thanks so much for joining us. And well, Thank um, you. Have a great one. All right. Thanks. Take care.